0: Today on Insight for Living from Chuck Swindoll
1: Before you let your culture tell you where to stand Stay right here in the text So that you are riveted to the word of God Rather than your times You will be forever relevant But I tell you ahead of time You will be terribly out of step And misunderstood That's why Jesus said to his followers The world will hate you The world will hate you
0: As the Bible defines the union between a man and a woman, among the lightning rod issues is the question who's in charge anyway? It's a topic hotly debated in our culture, and the biblical model might surprise you. Today on Insight for Living, Chuck Swindoll addresses this potentially volatile subject. We invite you to turn with us to the fifth chapter in Ephesians, beginning at verse 21 where we find a defining passage of Scripture from the Apostle Paul. Chuck Swindoll is in the studio to share a few opening remarks before bringing his message about the most challenging of all relationships.
1: We're in the midst of a wonderful section of Scripture that I've titled, The Most Challenging of All Relationships. Now, obviously, I have in mind the husband-wife relationship. There are many challenging relationships in life, but I've discovered none more so than this one. In our current cultural climate, in which egalitarianism is valued above all else, the passage we're going to cover today from the fifth chapter of Ephesians, verses 21 through 24, represents unfamiliar and often unexplored territory. To tell you the truth, I feel like I'm walking through a minefield of explosives, representing everyone's fears regarding what I might say today. So, very cautiously and thoughtfully, I plan to approach these concepts regarding authority, submission, and daily self-sacrifice. So, in preparation for that, I'd like you to open your Bibles to Ephesians chapter 5, I'll read verses 21 through 24 from the New American Standard Version. And then, after that, I want to read the same verses to you from the message. First, from the New American Standard. And be subject to one another in the fear of Christ. Wives, be subject to your own husbands as to the Lord. For the husband is the head of the wife. As Christ also is the head of the church, he himself being the Savior of the body. But as the church is subject to Christ, so also the wives ought to be to their husbands in everything. And now, I always appreciate the writings of Eugene Peterson, especially like the way he translated this passage. same verses in Ephesians 5, 21-24 from The Message. Out of respect for Christ, be courteously reverent to one another. Wives, understand and support your husbands in ways that show your support for Christ. The husband provides leadership to his wife the way Christ does to his church, not by domineering, but by cherishing. So just as the church submits to Christ as he exercises such leadership, wives should likewise submit
0: to their husbands. You're listening to Insight for Living. To access resource materials for today's presentation, go online to insight.org. And now the message from Chuck Swindoll about the most challenging of all relationships.
1: Why don't we all stand up and we'll bow for a prayer? I'm going to give you about 10 seconds to pray for me. This is not an easy passage to deal with fairly and in a balanced way, and I'd appreciate your prayers. Let's bow. Father, we thank you for the, uh, the truth that sets us free. Thank you for relief from uh, the things that bind us and for joy that is unspeakable and full of glory. Thank you for the family. It's so much fun. Thank you for the joy of grandparenting. Thank you for the challenge and pleasure of being a mom or a dad. What a great idea you came up with, Lord. And uh, of all things, you let us have children, and you you gave us homes, uh, not perfect places, but places to grow and learn so that of all things we find ourselves at this age and stage in life sitting in a big gymnasium with a bible on our lap loving it and for some wondering where they've missed it through much of their lives Uh, lord this is your word and i bow before it and i give myself to it just as is uh as if you were saying this to me directly, and I promise to take it personally. Thank you for your grace, mercy, and peace. Uh, we, we give uh, from, our, from the bottom of our hearts, Lord, we give our praise to you as we give to no other, uh, and, and we say our prayers to you as we would pray to no other. And we pour out our hearts to you as we would pour them out to none other. And we give from our wallets, our purses, because you own it all and you have a right to it all. We're learning what it means to be really generous with your work. Calm our fears, those especially who give sacrificially, remind us that you've You've never seen your children forsaken or begging bread. And give us in this place a refreshing touch on authentic Christianity. Like Christ would be a part of if he were here on earth. We pray in his great name. And everybody said, Amen. Some sections of Scripture are more like a minefield full of explosives than a, a treasure chest full of truth, and you uh, you realize when you get into them that uh, this is this is really controversial in light of the times in which we live. I don't know if you ever saw a um, an, an ancient map. I mean, a really old map that had sections on it that had never been explored before. Ever seen a map that old? Uh, interesting when you when you come to those remote, mysterious areas. Some of the old maps I've seen show fires, fire uh, breathing a creature with big scales and a serpentine tail and the words here be dragons. Never seen a map like that. Uh, because of fear or because of imaginations, those who have never been to those parts of the world's uh, world think of them as full of dragons. Ephesians five twenty two through six nine here be dragons. Uh, you talk about explosive, you talk about non political correctness. <laughs> this is it. We have arrived. Let me explain where I'm going here. You can divide the book of Ephesians very neatly by cutting it in half. The first three chapters, doctrine. The last three chapters, duty. The first three chapters, our position in Christ. The last three, our practice, our conduct as followers of Jesus. The first three, God sovereignly at work calling us to himself and placing us into the body, the church. The last three chapters, our walk with him in everyday life and how that works its way out in the workplace, in our social life, with the unsaved, and in the home, and with the family. Now, it's it's that section we're looking at that has to do with the home and family that is of great interest to us right now, having come to the to the center section of chapter 5, and beginning at verse 22 down through verse 9 of chapter 6, there are three major categories, three of them. We're not going to hurry through this. Not only are we not going to hurry today, we're not going to hurry to get through it. Uh, when, when Martin Luther, the 16th century reformer, came to this section in his translating of the scriptures into German and the writing of his commentary, he called this the haustafel. This is the... That word means house table. This to him was the household table of duties. Haustafel. And in the haustafel, there are three areas of relationship. Get these clearly. Husband-wife... Parent-child, master-slave, husband-wife, verses 22 through 33, parent-child, 1 through 4 of chapter 6, master-slave, 5 through 9. This is a most unfortunate chapter break. You understand the chapter breaks are not inspired. The verses are inspired, but not the chapter breaks, nor numbering, nor the verse numbering. You understand that? When the original New Testament was compiled from the various writers, the the manuscripts were were full of a continuation of Greek characters called unseals. And the unseals ran from one fold of the, of, the, of the scroll to another, to another, to another, without any chapter break. So we're grateful that the editors, in the passing of time, gave us such. But at times they missed it. And at the risk of seeming uh, critical of them, I, I am far more grateful for them. But here's a place where they missed it. Really, the last chapter of Ephesians should begin at verse 10 of chapter 6. Finally. Finally, this is a preacher's favorite word. doesn't mean a lot, but uh, it, it means we may be getting somewhere near the end, but we're not there yet. And I think he comes to the last emphasis, which is on the whole world of the demonic forces and the, and the armor of the Christian, etc., which is chapter 6, to the very end, and that's the last chapter. But there is a context that is so terribly important that to miss it is to misrepresent Everything he says in the hostafel. So I don't want to do that. I want you to put your thinking caps on. I want you to take your pen out. And I want you to be ready to make notes in your Bible or on the folder that you've been given. So that you won't forget um, these relationships. Let me show you a little tip on how you can see what's being written. Take your pen and circle a number of words. Verse 22, wives. Chapter 5, 22, wives. 25, 525, husbands. Mark that. Circle children in chapter 6, verse 1. Children. Chapter 6, verse 4, fathers. Circle that. Slaves, verse 5. Masters, verse 9. These are all literary hints that help you work your way through the chapter or through the verses. And they're like little subheadings. Paul is a master at this. Speaking to wives, wives. Writing to husbands, husbands. Now addressing children, children. And when he gets to slaves and masters, just think of employees and employers. That'll fit, won't it? Some of you would say that's exactly the way it is. But employee and employers, we'll, we'll leave it in that category. In those days, slaves were in the home. So this is all part of the hostafel. That's why Luther put it all in the same category. But uh, these are the most challenging of all relationships on earth. Husband, wife, parent, child, employer, employee. Challenging. Full of... Uh, full of the possibility of conflict and full of emotions. Uh, Some of you listening to me right now are not talking to your mate because you've got an unresolved conflict. Your intimate life has gone down the tubes. You don't relate well to each other. You don't even like the look or the touch of one another because the conflicts are there and your relationship has gone south. A few of you hate your jobs. You don't have a good boss, or so you're a boss, and you don't enjoy the people working for you. You've got conflicts there. Uh, some of you are children still living under the roof of your parents, and you don't have a great relationship. So these are these are charged with uh, with difficulty. Let me give you a couple or three statements. Can I do that as I have thought about these verses? The entire section sits. In an important context, the entire section, 22, chapter 5, verse 22 through 6, verse 9, sits in a, in a very important context. You know what the context is? It's the filling of the Spirit. Do you notice 18, 19, and 20 in chapter uh, uh, 5... And including verse 21 is all one sentence. There's no period till the end of verse 21. It starts at verse 18. It runs on, 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 on to the very end on the subject of submission. It begins with be filled with the Spirit. It's a command. It describes what happens when you are filled. You speak to one another in songs, and, and you worship with one another. You are grateful for what is occurring, and you are submissive to one another. It closes in verse 21. That's the context. Now, that leads me to my second statement. All the relationships depend on the same concept, submission. Submission. All of the relationships depend on that context. Verse 21, be subject to one another. Wives, submission to their husbands and to his God-given role as their leader, their head. Husbands must apply submission in their love for honoring and supporting their wives and treating them with enormous respect. Children must understand submission, or there will be a breakdown in obedience. We obey because we submit. We don't submit, we don't obey. Every teenager, every child, everyone still living at home under the roof of parents needs to know what the verses, verses 1 to 3 are saying. Fathers, verse 4, need to know and apply submission or they will provoke their children to anger. Fathers, we are given to uh, demands and to perfectionism and to a critical spirit. And we expect more of our children than we should, more often than not. And it takes the filling of the spirit, which brings about a submissive spirit that teaches us how how to lead them. Uh, Graciously, firmly, yes, but graciously, humbly. Uh, People who work for others, verse 5, are obedient to their bosses because they have a submissive spirit. Those who are bosses, verse 9, called here masters, treat their employees well and with respect because they have a submissive spirit. I think you get the point. Submission is the concept that flows all the way through. Think of a bottle of ink breaking at verse 21 and then kind of flooding right down through the verses. 22 chapter 5 through 6 chapter, uh, chapter 6 verse 9. It, it flows all the way down. You miss that. You missed the whole point. Third statement. The truth of this section of scripture has been missed. And misapplied. Religious fanatics and fools have caused immense harm using this section of scripture to teach an unbalanced position on submission and dominance. Domination is never, never spirit filled leadership, it's sinful, it's overbearing. It is exacting and unfair abuse. That's not what the scripture teaches. Whoever teaches that twists the passage to make it say that. Furthermore, culture has discounted God's clear teaching and principles. There are ultra and angry feminists on the one side who have won the day There are frivolous lawsuits that have frightened us and caused us to give up ground we should never have given up, both as husbands, as parents, and as employers. Gender blending has added to the blurring of roles and responsibilities in the workplace, in government, in the military, and especially in the home. And get this, In a humanistic-inspired attempt to address and punish degrading acts of unfair and abusive behavior, society has gone too far and thrown the baby out with the bathwater. If you think I have uh, uh, exaggerated in saying, here be dragons, let me give you a little project. Tomorrow morning, when you're having coffee with the people at work, And you're sitting around a little table, enjoying a cup with them. Just say, yesterday our pastor preached on wives being in submission to their husbands. (laughs) Don't say anything else. You know why you're laughing? Because you know what you will hear. What? You mean you go to a church like that? He must be some wild-eyed fanatic, some kind of insecure little boy trying to get out and get control of you. Please. I'm a lot of things, but an insecure little boy I am not. One who cares desperately about the teaching of Scripture, I am. And I'll go down fighting for that till the last day of my life. So let me urge you to do two very difficult things, aside from concentrate, which I always expect you to do. I'm going to ask you to do two things. I'm going to ask you to think biblically instead of culturally, I'm going to ask you to reason theologically instead of humanistically. Okay? Some of you are saying, What? I'm going to ask you to think biblically. Before you uh, let your culture tell you where to stand, stay right here in the text so that you are riveted to the Word of God rather than your times. You will be forever relevant... But I tell you, ahead of time, you will be terribly out of step and misunderstood. Face it. That's why Jesus said to his followers, the world will hate you. The world will hate you.
0: A relevant subject for husbands and wives on today's edition of Insight for Living. Chuck Swindoll has titled his talk, The Most Challenging of All Relationships, Part 1. If you'd like to hear more from Chuck on this important subject, he's responded to several questions on marriage, and those conversations are online. We've posted video clips for you to view at your leisure. Just go to insight.org. At Insight for Living, we believe nothing is more important than investing in your marriage relationship, and it all starts by understanding what God's Word teaches husbands and wives. This study today represents one very small section of a larger series— And if you'd like to learn more about the book of Ephesians, you'll want to order the 26-part expositional study. It's called Becoming a People of Grace. To place your order, go online to insight.org or call 1-800-772-8888. Well, as you enjoyed today's message on marriage, Chuck's voice is going out around the country and around the world as well. When you give a donation, you're actually investing in the relationships of couples who hear these biblical principles too, and some of them for the very first time. Chuck?
1: Contrary to what many folks assume, Cynthia and I haven't been sheltered from heartache or disappointment. We are painfully normal, and yet we've made it this far. How could that be true? Because we've discovered from God's Word what it takes to make a marriage work long-term. Cynthia and I have learned that a marriage stays strong only when both people remain committed during the difficult days. You see, it takes two. In many ways, the same is true of ministry. Would you stand with us today with a generous donation? Through the years, our commitment to you has grown stronger as well. But just as a marriage needs two to weather hard times, we need you.
0: The key to survival, remember, is commitment, ours and yours. And here's how you can respond to Chuck Swindoll's request. Call 1-800-772-8888 or write Insight for Living, Box 269,000, Plano, Texas, 75026. You can also give a donation online at insight.org. We'd love to hear from you today. Call 1 800 772 8888 or write Post Office Box 269000 Plano, Texas 75026. And online, go to insight.org. I'm Dave Spiker. Join us again when Chuck Swindoll continues to describe the most challenging of all relationships on Insight for Living.